3: Hello and welcome to Most Likely To, the podcast where the girl voted most likely to be on the real world in high school, brings you through the challenge the real world, reality TV, pop culture, and all things in between. I am Paige. Happy Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm going to start this off just being completely open and transparent with you guys. My mental health is not doing great right now. I... I'm just going through one of those phases where I feel a little manic, I feel a little all over the place, I feel restless, I'm just I'm just not doing well. I feel like I'm coming to the end of it, but I want to be transparent about that because I don't feel like I could sit on the podcast today and be open and honest with you without sharing that first and foremost. And also I want to preface the podcast by saying I'm going to do a really short intro and outro today just because... I feel like my energy isn't there and that's not fair to you guys. But of course, I have an amazing interview today, and the energy is nothing but amazing on that one from both ends. So I really hope you love it. A few little things make sure that you have downloaded all of February's episodes this month. And if you are an Apple podcast listener, or even if you have an iPhone and you listen on Spotify or Google Podcasts or whatever, Leave a five-star review and download the episodes no matter where you listen, so that way you can get entered in the giveaway for the month. And really exciting thing, I'm going to have a bonus episode this week. So it'll be on Friday. It's going to be a little longer because I'm going to have kind of a double interview. So I'm going to have MTV Malik. He is a staple in the challenge community. And then I'm going to have a Big Brother 23 contestant. And, um, we're just going to come together and have some really cool things to say for you guys. So look out for that on Friday. Next week, I have a man that you might know named TJ Lavin as my guest. So, um, look out for that as well. I feel like, again, like I'm at the end of this mental health weirdness. I just kind of got to get out of it a little bit. Um, I think getting my house clean is going to help me a lot with that. And getting some more sleep is also going to help me a lot. I think a lot of people kind of go through that when the holidays are over and, um, you know, spring is about to start, but the weather's not quite there yet. People kind of go through some mental health weirdness, I like to call it. And that is pretty much what's happening with me. So I'm sorry that I don't have a whole lot to say other than that. I feel like there has been some things going on in challenge- drama universe. I'll share a couple things. Um, One thing, really positive thing, is that Anissa graduated with her master's degree. I'm not quite sure what it's in. I believe it's like psychology or something like that. So um, congratulations to Anissa. I think that it's amazing when people further their education. And good for her. I know it hasn't been easy, especially school and a pandemic and all of that stuff. So congratulations for her. I also want to give a shout out to my girl Allie Evans. She was a really fun episode that we did on the pod together. She was recently featured in two amazing magazines for her earring line. A bunch of you have messaged me saying that you purchased earrings from Cooper and Brooke and love them. So if you have not checked out Cooper and Brooke, I will put the link in the episode notes for you guys to check them out. I love all of her stuff. It's all handmade and super inexpensive, um, but really high quality. So definitely check that out. Um, You guys know I love a good Twitter beef. I love to be an observer of Twitter. I get my popcorn ready. Theo Campbell generally doesn't let me down when it comes to the Theo and um, challenge Twitter universe. So he tweeted out on Saturday I'd like Kara to be my partner, and Polly's partner to be Tori, to make sure Kara doesn't let Polly win just to be nice. At Challenge MTV, let me know if that can happen. Kind regards, Theo. And then he tweeted, "Bring Polly California back to the challenge, real American champ." Challenge MTV, hashtag Bring Polly Back. Polly replied, "Stop trying to butter me up. You ain't gonna get another kiss." If you don't remember when they were kind of in each other's faces, Paulie kissed Theo in the middle of the fight, which was oddly erotic and confusing at the same time. And then Theo said something that I've been thinking for a while, bring Idris back. It was unfair he had to go against me in an elimination. I know a lot of people thought that Idris was boring, but I really liked him. He was a boxer. He had a lot of potential. He made it kind of far for a rookie. So I loved that whole exchange. There have been a lot of challengers kind of come in for each other in the comments recently, which has been slightly confusing because I feel like off Twitter and off camera, they're all kind of cool with each other. So sometimes I'll have to text them and be like, yo, are you cool with this person? Am I confused? So, but you know, I love a good Twitter, Twitter narrative. So let's, let's go for it. Corey Lay was coming for people on Twitter too and i like i like a good twitter mess as long as i am not involved in it i'm not sure if you guys are watching celebrity big brother but i am like kind of watching it but mostly watching it through twitter and to be honest i'm a little disappointed because i feel like in order to be on big brother you should know how the game is played and a lot of these celebrities didn't. And I think that was their downfall. But I definitely voted for Shanna for America's Favorite house guest And I love Lamar so much. He was, he was the one that we needed that we didn't know we needed for sure. But I think it's pretty obvious that Misha is going to win. But I guess we'll see what happens. A lot of you have also been messaging me asking for like photos of... My photo shoot with Cara Maria, to be honest, I could sell them if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that. But she did post a few on her photography page, so definitely get that in your Instagram feed because she posts a lot of cool stuff, not just me. And even if you're not a big fan of Cara, it's still cool photography. So, yeah. Well, without further ado, I do want to introduce my guest today. Letarian is amazing. I'm not going to lie. I didn't remember Letarian before All Stars, and now I will never be able to forget him. I really have enjoyed getting to know him off camera because on camera, he can come off really intense, really aggressive, Um, kind of aloof in a lot of ways. But when I sat down and did the interview with him, I was like, holy shit, like he's such a good old Southern boy. Like he's so fun. He has a great energy, just a great vibe. So I can understand why people love to live in the house with him, but also why people do not want to go up against him in an elimination. So Without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Letarian, and then stop back with me at the end for just a little bit of a check in and housekeeping.
2: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
1: How's what?
3: Your your gym session?
1: You know what? I did not do it yet this morning. I am hurting from basketball and lifting yesterday. So I've just been stretching and walking this morning and I'm going to get it in after this.
3: There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I did a workout like two weeks ago and like a really intense one. And I swear I am still sore from it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was I I I I love the being sore part. It's the, it's gosh, when you're, you're 44 like it just hits a little bit differently yeah right? yeah I've had um, two really bad knee injuries the past eight years I blew out my quad tendon and then I was hit by a car uh, some years after that and so like yesterday I played a couple of hours of basketball and my knee is just it just it just just not feel normal this morning so
3: yeah you gotta take it easy you don't want to pull an mj and like tore your tear your acl or anything
1: no i sent him a um video of my rehab to tell him he can get it back because he's an he's a former athlete and i know that shit's hard man like i just yeah. know it is. by the way thanks for um having me appreciate of it of
3: course Yeah, I've been wanting to have you for a while. Um, Leah's a really good friend of mine. And so I was like, can you reach out to Letarian for me? I was like, I got to have him on soon.
1: Cool. Cool. And you're in Vegas? Is that what you said?
3: Yeah. So I live in Vegas. Right now I'm actually in Boston. Um, I went out here uh, yesterday for a Tool concert.
1: To a a Tool concert?
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, I love Tool, man. Are you kidding? I didn't know they were touring.
3: Yeah, um, we saw them in Vegas like right before the pandemic hit. They're really good. Um, It's like a lot of visual effects. You know what I mean? So it's a pretty chill show, which I appreciate because I'm I'm old as shit. Like I'm not mosh pitting. I'm not standing up for a show. I'm not doing all of that. So how old are you? 31.
1: Oh, I don't want to hear that you're old as shit.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm a teacher, so I feel like Maybe I look 31, but I'm really like 55 because <laughs> kids, man, they, they make it hard.
1: What do you teach?
3: Um, seventh and eighth grade history. So I teach, okay. um, United States history and I teach world history. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff.
1: Are you, are you affected at all by, um, uh, this movement of people upset over CRT?
3: Um, well, I think it's stupid because I think that all teachers have been teaching CRT. If you're a good teacher for a while, and I don't really think it's really controversial for people to teach oppression and people to teach the history of things. I don't think that's controversial. In my by- <laughs> so, I. I teach some shit though, because our standards in Nevada, it's nice. Cause they're very, um, broad so I can kind of fit anything into it. And I teach like the genocide in Rwanda. I teach the Armenian genocide. I teach all that. Um, right now we're doing, we just started the abolitionist movement and I teach like Nat Turner and all that. I've never had a complaint. I've never had a parent complain. I've never had any of that. Um, I had a parent complain one time that I taught Jim Crow laws in the South. Um, They felt like I should have made it. They didn't mind that I was teaching that. They just felt like I shouldn't have taught like all the like beatings and um, like hangings and stuff like that. They didn't like that I taught that. And I was like, oh, well, like, no, that's the whole, that's why I'm teaching it. Because you don't like
1: it. Yes.
3: Oh. yeah i think it's dumb i think all teachers should be teaching stuff that makes kids uncomfortable
1: i I think the teachers should should just be teaching history and facts and these are facts and like i'm ashamed to say i didn't even know anything about the armenian genocide until i was an adult right like they didn't teach it to me in high school so like my friends here because i I live in calabasas Mm -hmm. so like that i train and my friends here like it took me a minute to understand whenever they would put stuff on their cars or talk about this genocide. And I had no idea how bad it was or what they were talking about. And, and, it, and it, it, it made me feel really ashamed because I'm like, you're my friends. And I know you know what slavery was, but I had no idea the magnitude of like the Armenian genocide, no idea, until I was an adult.
3: Well, also, like, um, genocide is, like, obviously a very harsh word. So I feel like a lot of governments, they are really reluctant to use it. And the United States would not recognize Armenians genocide until, like, 2008, because they were worried that Turkey would cut off their oil reserves if they did.
1: Wow, see, see, do it, doing this interview with a history teacher learning <laughs> something new.
3: Yeah. I love teaching. I'm like a genocide certified teacher. I had to take all these really sad ass classes and meet. I've met um, Holocaust survivors, Rwandan genocide survivors. I met a woman who her neighbor murdered all of her children and her husband in front of her and then did things to her. He went to jail for 10 years, got out, moved right next door to her and she forgave him. Wow. I know very powerful. (laughs) Wow. She's She's an amazing human. I don't know how she does it, but she's like the forgiveness is for me, not for him. So, so yeah, that, no, that's it. People ask me all the time how I feel about the CRT thing. And I'm just like, I've been teaching, um, African history, black history, American history for so many years that it doesn't, phase me because if a district ever told me I was or wasn't allowed to teach something then that's not the district for me. That's love just, it yeah, yeah. that's just my opinion but I also am a reality TV expert <laughs> 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 I'm a reality TV history expert so you know we got the sad stuff and then I got I got the full history of the challenge so I, nice. I love that you're back. do you love being back on all stars?
1: I do. You know what? Um, I was so grateful uh, that Mark reached out. And the funny thing is, is, you know, obviously I've been done, hadn't done a challenge in 20 something years before this first one, first season of All Stars. And uh, I was actually working out, and uh, the production company had reached out to me, and I didn't answer the phone. And then Cyrus calls me like two minutes later, and he's like, he only, Cyrus only cursed me out maybe two or three times and that was one of the times he was like you need to call him you need to go back and yada 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 (laughs) and like and I'm so very grateful I'm grateful for so many reasons Mm -hmm. um the biggest is just like you're gonna pay me to travel and do oddball shit and hang me off the side of buildings and let me run up the side of mountains and the worst thing I have to do is be on television I was like all right cool like you know that's it's dope. And you're going to put me in Argentina and you're going to, you know, it, it's, I'm going to get to meet, get to rekindle friendships with people I lost touch with.
2: Mm-hmm. But then
1: like meeting new people, like right before we started, I'm texting back and forth with Nehemiah and if for anything, anything out of all of this meeting that dude and meeting tech, like it's just, that's been so worth it because they're just those two guys bring me out of my shell. They're so fucking funny. They like they don't let they don't let me take life too seriously, and like they're just they're just super funny guys.
3: I love Tech. He was my first when I started my podcast. He was my very first interview ever. I love him. He's so fun. And Nehemiah, I feel like he's always been like my challenge crush for like. A- <laughs> So when I interviewed him, like we both of us didn't have our cameras on and I was like, probably for the best. But I met him in person and he's so nice. So I love that you had those connections. Who were you friends with before going on the show? Like, obviously, Cyrus.
1: Yeah. Cyrus is my best friend from all of this. And like one of my best friends, just period. Right. Like um, Cyrus. I mean, I knew Mark, obviously, is a friend of mine. Um, See. Getting to know Ruthie and Eric and all those guys from season one was really dope. Uh, Ken, I knew Kendall from back in the day. I knew Darrell from back in the day. I knew Yes from back in the day. So that was just, you know, that was just awesome. Getting it, but Yes is just one of those people you never thought existed anymore. You know, just a genuinely good, kind person who was super brilliant and just amazing to talk to, and and. Our conversations are always super in-depth and just, I just, I love that guy. And it, it. so for me this past year, just rekindling these friendships has just been outstanding. So one of the reasons that like I value these friendships so much is like I mentioned before, I am 44. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a family, but like my best friends, like my homies, they are pretty much all married with kids. So we don't get to kick it and hang out. Like I don't get to ride bikes with them. Like I don't get to hoop with them, and play ball and stuff like that. And so like like uh, Monday, so I saw uh Tech and Cyrus for the Super Bowl. We watched Super Bowl together. Uh Tech, Cyrus, Naya uh Naya and um uh t- um Cyrus's fiance Cyrus's wife, and we all watched Super Bowl together and then Monday Tech hits me like, hey. I think you live right here. Um, I'm going to roll through. And it's like 1045 at night. And he comes in and, like, hangs out for, like, an hour or so. And we watch Sports Center and kick it. And so it's been – that that part of it has just been, like, the icing on the cake, you know? Like, it, it's – and as you can see, if you're watching, like, I suck at the challenge stuff. I suck at the politics because I – I want our French my friendships come before anything. Right. So like when you see me go against Derek or whatever vote against Derek and and season two, like that generally hurt my heart because DK is one of the uh, good people that I've gotten to meet in this past year. Right. So the values of friendships and just meeting all these eclectic people with so much character and value is just, has been awesome like that's been the best part of my experience for me
3: yeah no i could totally see that all of those people are good people i think everybody right now listening is probably like i want tech to come to my house at 10 (laughs) 45 right like that's like the dream is to spend the super bowl hanging out with naya and cyrus and everybody that's the dream i actually don't think you're bad at politics i think maybe you feel bad about it but i think that you play the game pretty well
1: well you know um, it had been forever since i've been on the show and not only that i hadn't watched the show, so i didn't really even know or understand what to expect and that that's where i was at a disadvantage because i didn't realize that it turned more into survivor than like just hey let's go out and do all these crazy stunts and challenges and you know i think the, my last challenge and and Telluride, Colorado. I think we voted off then, but it had been so long, and I'm such a different human being that like it never dawned on me that you know w- you know we're you're gonna have to vote against like people you care about and your friends and things like that like that because it's easy to vote against some people that you don't like, right? And I'm not gonna sit there and say that I like everybody because let's I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, like. I mean, <laughs> I, can be, I, can be, I can be a stick in the mud. And when I first met Nehemiah, I thought I was going to punch Nehemiah in the face. But then I, I got to know him, and I realized that, like, he's just messing with me just like my boys I went to college with. And then after that, like, everything he says now, I just cannot stop laughing when he picks on me. I just cannot stop laughing because, one – he's usually hitting the nail on the head like 100% right and then the second thing is like just don't take things so seriously and he's just I don't know he's he's he that boy is a light that boy is so fucking funny to me
3: I definitely don't feel like Wes is a light but I did feel that way about Wes when I first met him I was like you're an asshole and now <laughs> I'm like oh my god you're just like really sarcastic and like like to push people's buttons, you know? Like, I feel like some people, when you first meet them, you're like, I don't like you, but then you kind of get your vibe, you know, switched on them as soon as they kind of start to show them true selves.
1: Yeah, and then also, I have to, for me, if you ask any of, like, my dear friends, I'm a very serious person, right? Like, so, and I'm serious 24-7. Like, I just, I can't, I can't help. It. This just who I am, a very intent serious kind of person and having these guys like sort of bring it out of me like you know i don't i didn't really i haven't finished watching all of uh season two um i get a little embarrassed still uh seeing me on these shows so but i'm wondering if like they showed like mj and i and how our bond changed and it just you know and now he and i are great and you know good friends but at first you know, when people are sarcastic to you and I'm just such a very serious person and at my age, I don't, it's weird. I I feel like you have to earn the ability to pick on me or pick with me or be sarcastic with me. And, and that's earned by our, the development of our friendships. Right. And so I would take it to heart and be like, yo, I don't know who the fuck you think I am, but why do you think it's okay for you to pick at me? Because, and, I can't be that way, right? Like, I can't be that way in that situation because it's such an odd situation for everyone, and everyone is stressed the fuck out. And, you know, you have, you know, so many people that are away from their families, and no matter how many, how frequent they've done a challenge, it's still just a hard situation to be in a house with 22 people. And no outside stimulation and away from the things that you love and that you're in your normal day to day life so yeah. once i eased up a bit and you know i think drinking a little bit while there sort of helped to like ease me yeah. up and uh, just having a good time with those guys like it it became a much more enjoyable experience right?
3: Yeah. I really liked, I think I liked season two more than season one, like the camaraderie. And part of it is because like, I, you know, obviously Leah and I are close. I, I think I would die for Melinda. Janelle and I have become like really close. So it was nice to see all these and Jasmine, of course, nice to see all these badass females. And as opposed to the flagship, we get to see men that are, confident in who they are as men that are letting these women shine and letting these women be equal partners. I think that was a huge thing in all stars. That is so much different from the flagship. And I think female viewers appreciate the men on the show for that.
1: Well, that's the thing. Um, I'm not going to take full credit by any means, because it was a collective of all the men that's on the show. And it just goes to show you, Who we are as men and how we've developed like in our maturity right and for a person like me who i love and embrace a strong confident woman you can't grow up in the house that i did with my mother and my sister and my aunts and not have reverence for a strong Strong-willed alpha woman who has confidence in herself, and one of the things that I wanted to make sure, especially whenever we came back for season two, is I, you know, I said to a bunch of the men, like, "Hey, you know, the same way that we were on season one, we're not going to have any of this berating. We're not going to talk down to any of these women. We're not going to make them feel less than. We're not going to just because we're physically bigger make them feel like they can't do something." And I and although I hadn't watched like a full episode, I'd watched a few clips, like when we were in quarantine and I could see, you know, some of the things that some of the other men would say to some of the female cast members. And I was like, Oh hell no, not going to happen on my watch. But then when you have men like Mark, men like Cyrus and men like tech and men like Nehemiah, yes. Like that, parallel with you and your thinking it's, it becomes much easier to shun people that aren't along with the program that aren't going to go along with us right but then I think you attribute it to everybody being older and more mature and like and and us understanding like where we are versus you know when you're in your 20s you sort of just take things for granted if that makes sense
3: it does and I think the women are more confident with who they are like I think Janelle always has been, but I remember seeing Melinda before and I'm like, she's not a whole person yet. And now she's so strong. And like, you know, from season one, Hisela, who's fucking with her? Nobody. Like I dare somebody to come for her. Like I love a strong woman like that. Um, I wish Hisela was back for season two. I think, I think she would have shook the house up a little bit with Ayana. I think that would have been fun.
1: Yeah. uh, I wonder how she's recovering from her ACL tear. I think you will see Hasela again at some point um, because, you know, everybody loves her. So, um, you know, it's, it's such a strange thing, right? Like, you know, you're thrown into this, this situation in this house and, you know, you're trying to remain a little bit true to yourself at the same time, you're trying to advance and do well, but there's no way in the world. My mother was going to watch and see, me stand aside when someone, when a, when a woman is in need or anybody, not just a woman, but any, any of us need, right? Like, like, there's no way, like I would have gotten a phone call immediately from my mom or my sister if I hadn't stepped up or if I don't step up or if I'm not representing as the man that they raised me to be. So, you know, you know, I'm, I'm from the South, you know, born and raised and you're not going to take that away from me. I know. I mean, I live in Calabasas now, but I'm a Southern boy through and through and great nails, by the way. I like your nails. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm missing
3: Um, one. I got to get them done soon. I'm
1: missing that one. And that's, and that's just it, right? Like you get in this platform to pretty much show who you are and how you're raised and what type of person you are, what your character is like. And I'm not going to say that I, you know, rep myself hundred percent every time, but you know you just do the best you can every day with what you've got and that's how I sort of look at it and right and and I'm so grateful for a person like Leah who always is always there to tell me how great I am and boosting me up and like and she is so funny because you know it's real life and you know when you're away from the cameras like it's real life and she'll text me randomly to tell me how much she loves me and how great I am. And it's just like, she must've known I was feeling a little low today because she hit me with a random text and it just sort of brightens you up, you know? And that's, and that's what it is. And, and that's what I value the most, right? Like, you know, we, it is a family. We are brothers and sisters. We are, we are, we do have this shared experience and I know, and I'm grateful and appreciative of the fans, but you guys really don't, get the full grasp of what the experience is no matter how much we tell you unless you're there you don't really get the full experience you can't really quite understand it right and I even try to explain this like to my best friends and like to my family and no matter how elated and excited I get to talk about it they really don't understand it you know like and that's just and that's what you have to that's what I take with me, right? Like, like you, I can relate to Kendall because she's run up that mountain with me, right? And we both feel like we're gonna freaking die. And, you know, and you, and she misses her kids and like, you know, and you feel for her. And like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm. I hope that my empathy levels are where they need to be whenever I do like a challenge like this because it it takes that in order to in order to survive, right?
3: Yeah. Like
1: to have some empathy for everyone and their home situation and their home life and how they may deal with being in this crazy ass situation.
0: Knock that fire
1: down,
3: nineteen. Copy, Captain. Let's move. Do you think that you get like maybe like frustrated or cabin fever sometimes and maybe when you go into an el- elimination you take that with you is that why like you're so good at like pull wrestle and just like aggressive with your no. um, with your eliminations or that's just you
1: Yeah, that's just me, man. Like I <laughs> like uh, I'm I think that I'm a good southern man but at the same time I know there's an animal in there. Like I know it has it's been since I was a child. I grew up playing sports. I grew up in the country. I grew up in the sticks. Like I grew up getting into multiple fist fights all the freaking time. And it was nothing that I ever instigated. It was more so, you know, you know, people not accepting me for who I am and how I am. Right. Like my mother raised me to have, have my pants up and I w- grew up wearing polos and I never wore FUBU or never had my pants, you know, low. I, ne- you know, I I was always in AP courses and, you know, it-, it it led to me getting picked on a lot from people in my neighborhood. So then I had to, you know, physically fight. Right. Like I had to fight all the time and then like playing football and and playing sports like just trying to be able to turn that on and off. And like, I can't help my intensity. I, I, I really can't. Like I've, I've tried my best. I'm so embarrassed by my little monologue after my elimination with Tyler. Like I did not want the world to see me that intense. Like I did not, but I will admit if I've had a couple of drinks, I'll watch that and be like, yeah, that's, who I can be when it comes to the business world, right? Like that's who I can be when it comes to being a success and getting things done. But I didn't want people to see me like that out of control. Like I didn't want to physically hurt like Tyler or Ace or anybody like that. Like that's not the point. I just want to win and stay. But yeah, if it takes yeah. me turning into this monster to stay, then that's that's what I have to do, right? So. And then also, too, like it's just competition, right? Like, I played pickup basketball yesterday and I tripped and fell. And I thought that someone had tripped me on purpose and I got a little heated, you know? And but that's why I get along with Cyrus so well because Cyrus is such a good guy. But if you ever play pickup ball with him, Cyrus is just as intense, you know? Tech is just oh. as intense.
3: Cyrus also went head to head with TJ one time on TJ's first season. Have you ever seen that clip?
1: No, I have not.
3: I'm going to send it to you. I don't think, I think, I think Cyrus is, a, is not embarrassed by it. When he came on my podcast, he was like, yeah, I did that shit. So, <laughs> you know, he was like real intense about it. So yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Like, I, uh, I liked that clip of you. I thought it was, I thought it was great. You were still in like, your adrenaline was pumping. You know, my dream,
1: you my dream was through the roof. It was through the roof. And like, you know, for me also too. like when it comes to something like a pole wrestle that is mano a mano, it's not it's not like some game. It's not a carnival game. It's like, can you just are you stronger? Do you have more endurance? Can you take it out of his hand? I also think about who I have to answer to if I do lose something like that. Right. Like I have to answer to my crew. Like my boys that I went to college with or, you know, and I'm a trainer. So have all these people that I train and, you know, they they don't want to see me lose in something that requires strength and endurance. Like, how can I face them? Right. So like it's like but at the same time, I'll, I'll admit this. It is competition. Right before we went to Argentina, I was in North Carolina staying with my sister and my six year old niece is playing Candyland with me. I wouldn't let her win at first, right? Like, I'm like, <laughs> like these are life lessons, Courtney. <laughs> you know, I wasn't mean about it. We're still no, joking.
3: My, my dad eye. never let me win, so I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Who do you think anybody challenge world that you are aware of would be your biggest pole wrestle competition just ever?
1: On the flagship or, or.
3: All-stars? Take
1: like, like anybody, yes. Man, I can think of quite a few. Let's start with, uh, um, I've watched uh, this guy Kyle that everybody talks about yeah. um, because people are tagging me and stuff. And, like, I uh, think Derek is a bulldog. Derek is not going to give up. I think Nehemiah would be hard to go against in pole wrestle. I think Mark, Mark's big ass, would be hard to go against in a pole wrestle. Uh, And last, just keep it 100. We all know who the man is. If That man is C.T., Mm-hmm. so like unless i got bigger stronger faster like don't call me the king of pole wrestle until like i can beat everybody right so like they're what i love about this is you know a lot of these men have gotten into such state in such good shape and like they are physically fit and mentally fit and everybody pretty much comes ready right like there's no way a pole wrestle will be easy with someone like Darrell, right? Like, they're just, like, these guys are monsters in their own right. I just, I just know that, like, one, let's just keep it 100. I give everybody their props, but I'm not afraid of any, right? Like, like I'll go against anyone. Like, I'm not scared of anyone. Put me in a pole wrestle against, I don't care, name them, and you're going to get my own, right? Like, win or lose, you're going to go out knowing that you felt me right. And that's just what it is. So, you know, I know that there are guys that are bigger, stronger, faster than me, but you know, I'm not afraid of anyone either. Right. So, you know, there are guys out there who, you know, give me a run for their money. Fuck. Tyler was hard as shit. Tyler's a big boy and he's super strong and he's smart and I've never hurt physically as much as I've hurt after going against Tyler in that elimination. And then after going against Mark in season one with the, with what we had to do, like I hurt for literally a week and I work out all the time. Right. You know, so it's, you know, it's, I keep telling myself that I'm retired and the more. I think about it. I think I'm retired from this shit, man. Like
3: <laughs> really? you want to go back to the flagship. Say again. Would you go to the flagship?
1: I, I say no to you right now, but if they were to call me and say, lieutenant we'd like for you to go on the flagship and you have six weeks to prepare, I would totally try it simply because I'm not afraid of anybody, right? Like I'm humble enough to give everybody their props, but I'm also confident enough to know that I'm a bad motherfucker too, mm-hmm. right? Like, and i say that in the most humbling, humbling way possible, but like, I'm not an easy out. I'm not somebody that you can just poo poo and like push to the side. So I'd like to go against anybody. I like to go against the best. When we were at Carolina, I went to university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Tar Hill, born and bred. Right. And we play basketball pickup, you know, court one was always like, you know, football, basketball, other athletes, other athletes from other schools, and court eight was like, you know, the frat guys who couldn't really play much. Well, I always played on court one and two. Mm-hmm. My core friends, we always played on court one and two. Like, I love the competition. Like, I don't want to do something. I don't want to do anything where I know that I'm going to win, right? I, winning is awesome, but I also want to earn it. So I'm not afraid of anyone. I would love to go on a flagship show. I'm telling you no, but if they called and gave me the, the shot, and said i had six weeks to train and do it like pfft, i probably would go right yeah like,
3: who wouldn't go i would go and i would need like six years to train like i think anybody <laughs> would go. oh i think the flagship i want them to do like an old school new school kind of thing um it'd be cool if like on these houses they had basketball courts and we could just see you guys play like basketball with each other all the time i think that would be fun
1: and well, it would be a great way. So you can see like everyone's full potential athletically. Right. And yeah. just who they are, because like these, a lot of some of these challenges, some of them that I've seen on YouTube or when I've been eliminated, I'm just like, I would kill at That right. Like I was eliminated in season one before they got to do the jumps on the side of the truck. Well, one thing about me is I actually can jump out of the gym. Right. Like, like, even with like my knee injuries, like my athleticism, everyone's athleticism is different, right? I suck in the water, but you put me on land. I'm hard pressed to tell you. I'm hard pressed to find somebody that really, like if there was, you know, go get this ball or run it here or do that or, you know, or play ball. I know everybody is athletic. I know that some people are more athletic than others. There's nobody on any challenge, flagship, all-stars, anything that can touch Cyrus on the basketball court. Mm. No one. The only person that comes close is me, right? Mm. And Cyrus would kill everybody on the ball court, right? Like, he's just hes 50 years old, and it doesn't matter. He's going up against 20, 25 year olds whenever we play pickup at the beach, right? Like, he's... So, I would love to see like, a basketball game or a football game or even a softball game, right? Like, where we can show... Like traditional athleticism, right? Or just yeah. sprinting or like, or whatever, right? Like, is, you know, these some, some of these games, like just like where when I was eliminated in season two, I couldn't even get intense for that elimination because what's the point in getting intense, right? Like, right. It's, it's, and then I was going against two of my great friends from the house, two people in my quote unquote alliance, right? Which, by the way, for the record, we never, not once, looked at our friendship and our room as an alliance until the rest of the house. We could feel the the hate and the salt they wanted mm-hmm. to throw in it. Right, like we never danced around and fr- like to be like to show bravado in front of everybody. It was all about just us having a fucking good time and coping with being in such a crazy ass situation, and then. Also, too, like you see the severity of everyone's lives outside of the challenge, and like people going through real stuff, and like, like Melinda losing a child, and like, you know, and Tech losing his mother, and you know, it's where it's such a cathartic feeling to like be able to talk to other people about this because you you're forced to face these things. There's no TV. There's no TikTok. There's no YouTube. There's no escape, right? So you're forced to deal with every issue that you've ever thought about and faced mentally because you're in your own head 24-7 and you're talking to the person that you're sleeping next to and you build this bond. So it was never really about an alliance. It was about like building a friendship and getting each other's backs and making sure that everybody's okay mentally. Because I would have done the same thing for Janelle. We did the same thing for Janelle, yeah. right? Even though she wasn't in our quote-unquote alliance, when she had a bad day, she was more than welcome in our room. And, you know, and she cried on Nehemiah's bed while he, you know, rubbed her back and we all had her back. And like, you know, it's, it's but not just her, anyone, anyone that, you know, that needed us. And this, that's the same. I felt like it was the same with everyone else too, though, right? Like, you know, you, you, you want to just be there for people if they need you, if that makes sense. I know it sounds hokey, but it's the fucking truth.
3: Well, it's real people going through real things. You know, like you said, Melinda lost her baby and, you know, had to go do an elimination or um, a daily challenge after that and all of that. And, you know, you look at and people are having, not that people on the flagship aren't having real life issues because of course they are, but I think it is elevated when people have children and families and like this isn't their real job 24/7 and whether whatever the intention was of the king's palace i think it had a really powerful impact this
1: season. i'm 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 glad it did it was it had such an impact on me i've i one of my best friends uh is a rapper uh named Kazi and i've been friends with them since i was 17 18 years old and i all the times he's been in the studio and made albums i've never once gotten on a mic and tech got me on a mic to do a rap and i could not like i'm looking at myself i've never been more nervous right like and i'm a confident slash cocky man right <laughs> and they and we're in the studio i'm re- recording the song and i'm like i recorded a song today like i'm a rapper now like it was you know, and, and I'm just so grateful for experiences like that because there's no way in hell in my normal day-to-day life, am I going to go to the studio and rap over a verse? Like, I'm not over a beat. Like, I'm not going to do it. You have t- to do it. So, you and you know, know. It's, it was so much fun and making that song and then like, and I always say it like this. Before All-Stars won, uh, and really even before the pandemic, maybe I sent three or four texts a day, okay, right? Like mom, sister, best friend, whatever. Now it's just all day constant where I'm shooting a shit with Nehemiah or shooting a shit with tech or talking to Cyrus or whatever, right? Like it's just, it's the the camaraderie and the bonds is just this, uh, that's what I, I, That's what fills me up. It fills my heart, right? And again, the risk of sounding redundant. I know it sounds hokey, but when Kendall tells you that she's, you know, having health issues or something's going on with her family, I'm going to be there to have her back. And it's because of this shared experience that we have, right? Like Like if you ever see any of my posts, I know it gets sappy sometimes, but it's generally from the heart. Especially if I've had a if I've had a couple glasses of wine, that shit's from the heart.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's your sign? Just out of curiosity. My sign, I'm a Libra. Okay, all right. I don't
1: I don't know what that means. Usually when I say them, I'm
3: I'm, I don't really believe in that stuff too much, um, but I people like to hear it. Libra Libras are either like totally emotionally closed off, or like pouring out emotions, So there's no like in between with Libra's and the same is they're always they're either on their phone 24 seven or don't even know where their phone is. There's no, (laughs) (laughs) there's no in between at all. So it's my best friend, a Libra. So I'll either see her every day for a month or will not talk to her for like six months there. There's no, there's no balance there, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Did your, did your mom and sister watch
1: the show? No, okay. No so like- like, uh, I think they, I think they watched um, uh, I think my sister watched a couple of episodes because it aired when I was still in North Carolina. Like I went back from season one instead of coming back to California. I went to North Carolina. And I just wanted to spend more time with my family because I wasn't getting to see them enough because I live so far away. I do have a niece that lives here. But um, my sister, I made my sister watch a couple of the episodes. And then it's funny because my mom doesn't give a shit. My mom's like, you're not, you didn't go to med school. Like, what are you doing on television? Like, who cares? But she's, but her nurses, right? Like her nurses that, that work under her and people that work in, in the hospitals and things, like they'll see a picture of me on her desk. And she'll tell me, they're like, wait, LT is your son. And so it, she sort of got a grasp of it. And the other day she was like, um, did I see something? Cause she's a big sports person like me. So she's like, did I see something as a, on a commercial? Like, is that your show? I'm like, yeah, ma. Like, like, yes. And she's like, oh, well, okay. Well, all right. Terry. And you <laughs> like, so, but they don't, that's not really their cup of tea, but it's, but it's not just them though. Right. Like I haven't even watched all the episodes from season one nor season two. And that's more so because I sort of get embarrassed seeing myself, yeah. right? But then also too, I don't want to see something I wasn't a part of, right? Like I don't, like I tried watching the final and I'm just like, ah, like, oh God, like I just, yeah. like, I, I can't, like, I can't, it just hurts my heart. It's like, I mean, on a much smaller scale, what it's like. You know the team that's eliminated before the super bowl them still watching it right like i don't know how they do it like i just can't do it it hurts my heart
3: i totally get that i'm not a part of any of it and i want to be and i'm just like mm, i could have done that you know what i mean like <laughs> you watch the olympics and you're like i could have done that better even though it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked out for me no my parent, my parents are like very supportive of my career they like know i'm big on tiktok and have like a podcast or anything. They have no idea what it's about. I know I totally get that. You don't want to be something you're a part of. And then, yeah, if I was on TV, my dad would not watch. He would be, thank God though, probably, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. Like, I do not want my mom to see me like after the elimination with Tyler. Like, I do not. I don't want, I don't. and, my, and it's not just that. It's not just my mom. My mom's the youngest sister, right? She's the youngest girl. So, like my aunts, I have aunts in their 70s. They would not approve. And I know they would, you know, I get a phone call or two. And, like, you know, they, they, so, and it's so funny because I am a good Southern man, but just how I was raised, whenever I'm around them, I'm very, very proper and very much no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, you know, extremely Southern and proper. So, for them to see me even dance, they would be they would like, mm, I don't know if that's you. And it's so funny, like when an aunt or somebody said something, you know, about me being stoic or or they'll actually sometimes will insult me thinking they he don't know certain parts of my personality. Yeah. Right. But I've always been a good boy. I've always been intense, especially when it comes to sports. I remember um uh I gave up um a save in pitching, right? Like I came in to close of the game. And we ended up losing. I ended up giving, like, giving up like three runs in the last inning. And I slammed my glove on home plate. And my mom came on the field and snatched my ass up. And I'm, a, you know, I'm not a grown man at the time, but I'm, you know, older. And she snatched me up. And like, So I knew then, like, they don't want to see that, right? Like, yeah. So I, I definitely don't want to show that part unless it comes out. So when, if you ever see it, it's just me, like, completely – out of control, intense, right? Like so, but it's funny, right? Like my my sister is very proud of me. My mom is proud of me. Of course, my cousins—they are—they just don't watch the show, and that's and that's fair and that's. Enough. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that completely.
3: That's fair enough. Well, you've been on and off TV for like 25 years, because Road Rules. um, You were on season nine of Road Rules with Theo Vaughn, who has really made a name for himself at this point. What made you even want to like go on road rules in the first place?
1: Oh, you know, honestly, um, I'd never seen real world or nor road rules, and I didn't even wasn't even aware of road rules.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but my best friend I was telling you about that's a rapper, he came. I okay, I've been doing like some print stuff for like J Crew and Versace and like some runway stuff, and um, my my homie was like, Yo, T, go. To this open call for the show and this is what it's about and yada, yada yada and then whenever they were telling me that they were choosing me for road rules they explained it to me and i was like hell yeah because i'm from an itty bitty small town in north carolina right like i don't have my southern accent anymore but if you hear me talk to my sister you could ve- you'll very much hear a thick southern accent so it's, and it's just like all stars going back on all stars my idea is like you're going to pay me to travel and do this dope shit and fun stuff. And the worst thing I have to do is be on television and just be a little bit embarrassed. Hell, I can even not watch it and and forget that I was eliminated by Mark, right? Like, forget that I I embarrassed myself being eliminated by Alton. Like, I can just totally push that in the back of my head and think, oh, I got a free trip to Argentina and I got to be athletic and I got to do fun stuff and I got to meet these fun people and that's what it was. Now, however, though, I understand the magnitude of like being on television and what it could do for like my training business and what it can do for, you know, the things I write and what I would like to do for the next 10 to 15 years of my life and career. So now I embrace it more and understand the magnitude. And it's so different now than versus whenever I was on uh, road rules and in my first challenge, like everything is so different with social media and TikTok and you know and YouTube and everything and it's just so different. And um I'm trying to embrace it more. Like I'm not I'm not saying that I'm shy. Not but by, by any means. I'm not shy by any means. I just keep things so personal, right? And like and if take like for example, like my workouts, right? Like I've started sending people workouts. For years and years it was my that's, they were mine. They were sacred to me, right? They're, Cause it's, it's, it's mine, but that's not the way to look at life. Like I could help so many different people. So I'm starting to understand that and sort of takes more of that path. Right. My mom and I are very much alike. My mom and I are very much alike. like last week for the super bowl. She's like, what are you doing, hon? And I'm like, uh, I could go down this really dope venue and watch the game with Cyrus and tech, or I might not get off my couch. And my mom's like, I'm the same way. Like, I may not get off the couch because I don't want to share this experience with anyone. I want to hear the commentating. I want to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it, right? Like, my mom doesn't watch college football with anybody like but me, right? Because she wants to watch the games, right? She doesn't even watch games with her like her boyfriend, right? Like, she's just, like, that's who she is. And that's exactly how I am as well. So now with everything being so out there and like and i know a few like i used to train I, you're on tiktok i'm not sure if you know who like uh, the ace family is like austin and all yeah. those people
2: mm-hmm. but
1: okay i knew them before they started making videos i used to train austin and landon okay. and then like i used to work for uh, lionel richie and i was his the man his manny for sophia and miles and I look at them and what they're doing and I'm like, Hey, I can do that. And it's, I'm so proud of them for the things they've accomplished. And it's not just them. You like, you live, I live in Calabasas, which is, you know, so close to LA and you get to see these people and their careers sort of take off. And, you know, it makes you like a, almost like a proud uncle. Right. And, and everything and it's just, so I'm just trying to like, embrace that more. Right. Like when I see someone that, I've known as a child and I see them be a success and I see their swag and I'm like, yeah, you have that swag because I let you listen to Jay Z seven days a week whenever I was working with you. Yeah. And you know, like you have that swag and you're cool. And that's how you dress because you're around me and my friends and me. Right. And that's just, I don't know. That's how I look at things now. Yeah. By Wait, quick aside, by the way, you're talking about the Olympics. When I watched like the skeleton, um, you're, you're too young, but like in our, road rules with Theo, we got to do the skeleton and the ski jump. So when I'm watching the Olympics, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I did that, like the bobsled and the skeleton and the ski jumps.
3: Yeah, I I was more like a real world girl. Yeah, wasn't really my thing. Um, But I watched the very last season of Road Rules because I had a really big crush on um, Dan Walsh. Like, I thought he was, like, good-looking. So, But he never really (laughs) did anything. So, like, that's the only reason why I watched it. But I want them to bring Road Rules back. Mark Long is saying that they might. So, Mark Mark ain't never lied to me. So, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens with Road Rules. I Okay, Super Bowl halftime show. Let's talk about it. It was the best halftime show ever, and I don't care what anybody says.
1: See, you're see, you're young. You yo, you don't remember Prince in the rain.
3: I Prince. do remember Prince. I actually think. Okay, here's the thing. I can't compare it. To Prince because it was good. And like Prince is such a legend, and obviously he's since passed on. And the same with like the Michael uh Jackson Super Bowl show. Yes. I don't think it's a fair comparison, but I will say I did cry at this Super Bowl. I was very it, emotional.
1: Let me tell you that Super Bowl halftime show was what the world needed. How about that? Like it was absolutely wonderful. It was outstanding. It was for me, um, not to keep being long-winded but yeah. i i love harsh rap music i love like harsh dope dealing shoot them up rap music i just do it's just that's what i love like i love my soft Sade and scissor and yeah. you know summer walker and stuff like that but like when i'm working out or i'm you know or when i'm cleaning like i'm going to listen to mob deep i'm going to listen you know to something harsh and so to see the world embrace men that i remember as a kid you know people trying to shun snoop and shun dre and not giving eminem as props right and like so to see it as mainstream and see how people embrace it i had two thoughts one uh one was i'm super glad that it's being embraced by so many people in the world and it's on the main stage and the other one is you some of you older people my age whatever don't front you were you were, you were chastising Snoop and Luke and the 69 boys back in the day. I remember it. Like, I like, I wish I had receipts. Like now we have receipts because of Facebook and Twitter to be like, no, you really did not like black lives matter. So let's not front like you did. Okay. Like Uh, we really were talking critical of critical race theory or just teaching black history. You were upset by it. Like now we can have receipts. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but it was that halftime show, I mean, seeing Mary, like seeing Mary Jane Blige, and like
3: she you know, she was it's, amazing. It's,
1: she was amazing. And what I love about today's time is that like, like the sound and the artists of my youth are still being able to make records, and they haven't fallen off the face of the earth, right? Like they're not shunned away, right? Like they, like through Spotify and and you know, and through Apple and all these streaming services. Like, they're still making music, and for someone like me, I can still listen to, like, a new Styles P or a new Jada Kiss and, like, love it, and it takes me back to being 20 years old, and, like, you know, that 2% of me, that's a, do- that's a dope dealer, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that <laughs> well, 2% of me, that's a gangster.
3: Same, I feel the same way, that 2% of me, that's a trailer park girl, I was like, yes, Eminem, <laughs> do that, because... I remember I was not allowed to listen to Eminem probably for good reason, but I wasn't allowed to listen to Eminem and I had my girlfriend burn me an Eminem CD and we brought like the Backstreet Boys or something on it because I was allowed to listen to that. And if they, you know, I like totally snuck it. My kids were finding my students because we watched the Super Bowl halftime show together the next day. And when 50 came down upside down, they're like, I don't understand why he's upside down. I was like, all right, I might get fired for this, but I need to show you this music video. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, I thought it was great. I loved the halftime show.
1: It was fun. It was amazing. And then, okay, so I have to shoot you a video of, uh, of where we watched the game. It was, um, it was, gosh, the word keeps slipping me all week. Not, Uh, an auditorium. Like when you go to see like space, like in a... A uh, planetarium? A planetarium. There you go. Yeah. Have a a degree in biology and chemistry and I can't think of the word planetarium.
3: That's okay. Um, I can't think of stuff like that all
1: the time. So we watched it in a planetarium with it on giant screens, like, like six different screens and tech was DJing and would give like commentating, like... Part of like so, like not over top of the commercials, not over top of like uh, the actual commentators over the game, but he was sort of enhancing it, right? So it was just an it was an experience. That was one of the best Super Bowl experiences I've ever had, other than going to the Super Bowl.
3: What, so, uh, what year did you do that?
1: I went uh, the Patriots Giants Super Bowl. The Giants won when uh, David Tyree caught it, the ball in his head. That oh. uh, was whenever. I was working for the Richie family and um, Mr. Richie uh, brought me, he knew that I love sports and love football and he brought me and, you know, I was with the kids and he, you know, and um, the Patriots had uh, paid him to do like a, a, a post-Super Bowl concert.
3: Okay. So,
1: yeah. So I went to that Super Bowl and that was outstanding, but watching this was phenomenal. It was, that was phenomenal. Like seeing that, seeing that halftime show in a planetarium was outstanding. It was outstanding.
3: With tech and then, oh, that's like the dream. What's your NFL team? Like your, the team you rep?
1: Uh, you know what? It's weird because, you know, I'd been a Washington football team fan since I was a child because we didn't have the Panthers, but root for the Panthers, you know, because they have been there now you know, 20 years, but the um, I obviously wanted the Rams to win this past weekend because uh, the Rams um, front office is uh, about two miles from my house here. Okay. Yeah, and their uh, training facility is about five miles away at Cal Lutheran, so, you know, like, it's, it's, like, I've embraced them being here and being back in L.A. And the city, so I've been here for the Rams Super Bowl The Dodgers World Series and the Lakers winning. And the city is just enhanced by it, right? Like people, people like to, people want to call LA fans fair weather. And I, and, but truthfully, like some LA fans are some of the most dedicated fans that you can, that you will ever see. Now, you know, now they're also smart where it tells, I mean, the cost of living is so high. I saw people selling their tickets because I'm like, it makes sense that you can pay six months rent by selling these super bowl tickets you know and like and i totally understand that for sure
3: oh absolutely are you a lakers fan too uh
1: oh yeah well i'm a, yeah i root for lebron of course okay and i root for the lakers to do well it's just almost cause i've been here for so long it's almost like i'm embracing it like i embrace uh carolina basketball
3: okay well i'm a chicago girl so michael jordan is like You know, of course. course. Well, let's be real. Dennis Rodman's the love of my life, but Michael Jordan, (laughs) like I can't help it. But you know, I'm a Jordan fan forever. So when you said North Carolina, I was like, he's got to be a Jordan fan.
1: Of course, of course, of course. I uh, love. There's no one like MJ, right? Like you, like you. He's that. That's the thing. Whenever I try to explain to people what it's like to root for Carolina basketball they don't get it. I just go Michael Jordan and like oh okay right like you know and they, they still can't grasp it but it's you know it's it's part of who we are right mm-hmm. like it's yeah. but of course I'm an MJ fan through and through and he owns the uh, Charlotte the Charlotte Hornets so you know I mean I'm from that area so you know I root for them and like you know of course I root for MJ
3: yeah of
1: course as, a,
3: as a personal trainer. Like for anybody listening to this, that's like, they want to get into the gym and they're not really sure how to start. What are some tips that you can give them to like, get started and start being active in their life?
1: Try First, the first and foremost, getting out and getting started is the biggest thing. Right. And understanding that like, even a person like me, who I, I promised you, I was going to the gym earlier this morning and I didn't go. So if it's hard for me, I know it's hard for people to get started. Just get started. And if you miss a day, try your best not to miss two days. If you miss two days, try not to miss three days. If you eat the wrong thing, it's okay, right? Like, it's, it like get back on the horse. Like, it's, that's what it's there for. Think about your lifestyle. Find something that fits you and suits you. I'm not going to go out and run five miles, but I will play five games of basketball right so like find something that's good for you that suits you and by all means use the gym community to help boost your confidence and to be more involved with the gym and like one of the things that like i've started embracing this past couple of years is my friendships with the people that i train because i'd always thought of it as work but now it's just like no like this is who I spend time with. These are who, these are the people that invite me over for Thanksgiving. These are the people that, you know, get actually get me gifts for Christmas or like, you know, or, you know, people that I miss whenever I'm home in North Carolina. So people that are wanting to get started, believe me, if it's hard for me, I know it's hard for you. So push yourself through that time where it's hard and it's and you're going to always get there. I've helped people lose I've had a set of twins help lose 200 pounds. I've had people that are couples lose a boatload of weight, have helped athletes, you know, transition, you know, positions and get into the league or, you know, go from high school to college or college to pro. And it's just like, you know, it is a great feeling whenever you can step on a scale or you're able to lift your your kids or you don't get out of breath walking up the stairs or whatever. Like it's, it's I know it's hard anything worth having is hard. So just get getting started. If anything, start by walking and stretching, right. Start with, start with five squats. You do, you do not have to be so sore the next day that you can't sit down. No, just get it going, break a sweat, right. Get off the couch, you know, like go shoot around, pick up tennis, anything, right. Anything that's going to get you active, and get you out of the house. And, you know, its I can't explain how good you'll feel after being consistent for a month, 21 days, right? Like it's just, it just helps your overall life. And that's, I don't know, that's the part that I've started embracing, right? Because it's just, it had always been easy for me to get into the gym. Well, after being hit by the car and, you know, with COVID, things got harder for me. And, you know, that's why, you know, I have to sort of trick myself. Well, I'm not going to run five miles. I'm going to go play basketball today. So, and that's what it is, you know, like, so.
3: This is the most important question of the podcast. No, no pressure. In high school, were you like voted anything in your yearbook? um, Like most likely to or best, whatever.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Athlete of the year. Okay. most likely to succeed and uh probably a couple other things, but I don't remember.
3: Okay.
1: I, I was, I was, I remember I was North Carolina role model of the year. I was such a good boy. Ooh, such a, that's such a good boy. Such
3: <laughs> a good southern boy. I bet your mom loved that
1: too. Oh, they the ABC came and like, you know, videoed me for a day and my family and came to our house and like You know, and I have such a strong mom. My mom is only 15 years older than me. So my mom is very much very young and hip. And she is, uh, uh, my mom goes to the gym like I do. So she loved that. She absolutely loved it because she, my mom is so hard. My mom is so hard on me, which I appreciate. So she loved it, right? Like she loved that.
3: I love that she was a young, you know, had you very young and, you know, raised you right. And like a lot, cause you hear like a lot of, you know, young mothers, they really struggle and I'm sure that she did, but she raised a good man and that has to bring her pride.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I think so. I think, but you know, my mom is like one of these people that like, you know, even though you do well, you can do more and do better. And I appreciate that. So, you know, she's proud of me. At the same time, she wants me to do more.
3: Yeah, right? of course. I'll, my dad's right. the same way. He's like, I'm really proud of you. But I'm like, all right, listen. That's <laughs> well, true with I the butt, man. Into- I can't get another master's degree, dad. Like it can't happen. So I get that. I was not voted role model of the year. I was actually voted the opposite, which is most likely to be on reality TV. And so (laughs) (laughs) that's why my podcast is called most likely to, because I was voted most likely to be on the real world. So if we had a yearbook right now, 2022, you're 44 years old. um, What do you think the people who love you and know you the most would vote you most likely to? And you can take a minute. most,
1: likely, uh, most likely to spend all day by himself.
3: Amazing. <laughs> Listen, you I'm even with everybody or with nobody. <laughs> most
1: likely, most likely to curse at you. There's something like, like is, and, and not, and, and if you, cause you're asking my friends, right? Like the people yes. that know me, the, like the dearest, right? Like Carolina, Carolina basketball, we won yesterday, and in our group chat, I was just going in on our team and finally, Like my boy was like, "T, we actually won today." I'm like, "I don't care, right?" <laughs> you're like,
3: <laughs> so you're most likely to get it like riled up in a group chat. Oh, That's yeah. you.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, like I, I am most likely the uh, the most intense. But
3: there it is. But
1: one of the things I appreciate about like my best friends, like the guys in that in my group chat. Is anytime now. Keep in mind when I talk about fighting; these are years ago. I'm a, I'm a calm person. Um, what I love about them is anytime we've ever been in a situation, like they are all they're already punching a guy in the face before I can get my hands up.
3: Yeah. you know what I
1: mean. Like you know, like they have my back, right? Like it's just like I have their back, right? So it was, and it's something to be said about the camaraderie and friendships of people that like you know will go all out for you. Not just like, oh, I'll have your back and this or whatever, but like, oh, we're physically gonna fuck somebody up to make sure that you're okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, there is a scene in season one, and I actually, I like Alton. I get along with Alton, I think he's yeah. cool. But in that scene in season one where Alton doesn't shake Cyrus's hand, you can't see under the table cyrus just grabs my leg because he knows me because i'm getting up and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like who the fuck are you gonna how are you gonna not how are you gonna talk to my man like that like how are you gonna disrespect my man like his but he had grabbed my leg underneath that table i was like t like no i'm like okay like okay
3: like all right i'll be i'll be role model of the year today <laughs> <laughs> i'm not So much fun with him. I love the relationship that he has with his mom and his sisters. His mom was so young when she had him and I didn't know that. So I loved learning that about him. We'll definitely see LT on All Stars 3. So that will be super fun to see how he does. I wonder if he'll have another pole wrestling. I am going to put some polls up on our Instagram about pole wrestling to see who you think would beat who. I'm interested what the fans think about all of this. I think he would beat Kyle. That's what I think. I really think he would beat Kyle, but I also thought that Tyler would beat him. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do think he would beat Kyle for sure. Even though obviously Kyle's thing is pole wrestling. So Thank you for everybody that's ordered merch lately. You guys have pretty much sold out the Petty Hats. There's a few left. And a lot of that CT Tuesday merch is sold out. So that's crazy. But I appreciate it. Don't forget to go on the website and order merch if you have not. There's still a lot in stock and some new stuff up there. Thank you to all of you who have. And like I said, Friday, I'm going to have a bonus episode for you. It's going to start your weekend off right for sure. Next week, I got TJ Lavin. I have so many amazing guests coming up for you guys. I'm so lucky to have the platform that I do and to have the support of all of you. So I apologize that my intros and outros haven't been as long or as in-depth lately. I just kind of kind of work on me a little bit. Um, So I hope that you are understanding of that And I hope that you have an amazing week and I will see you guys on Friday.